You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Van Gogh, the biography, is nearly a thousand pages, but it's a compelling story that reads like one of the 19th century books beloved by Vincent Van Gogh himself. The authors, Stephen Nyfe and Gregory White Smith, comprise a sort of gestalt entity. Stephen Nyfe is the right half of the brain. We basically divide the task between us, which is one reason why it has a single authorial voice. I basically am in charge of the research, the 28,000 footnotes, the 6,000 pages of textual notes. Gregory White Smith is the storytelling left half of the brain, who writes the prose with the goals of a novelist, keeping the emotions of his readers in mind. What I felt strongly from the beginning is if you can get them emotionally invested, keep it emotionally compelling, the details would be fairly easy to fit in. White's poetic prose makes it easy and enjoyable to explore the life of the man behind the images. Working with the cooperation of the Van Gogh family, they obtained access to the letters that Vincent's family and his brother, Theo, sent to one another about the troubled genius. So the family letters are full of him, not because, oh my gosh, Vincent has a new exhibition and have you seen his great new painting? It's all, should we have him committed? I finally think he's crazy and where would we take him? There's a really benign institution in southern Belgium that might work. So you see the life unfold both from his perspective, his rage at his parents for wanting to have him committed, and then the parents sort of both humiliation and anger, but also their sympathy and their concern and all of their complex reactions. You could see both sides of this dialogue within the family. This access led the authors to believe that Van Gogh's death was not suicide. In all of his iterations, he had attracted tormentors like René Secretin, a 60-year-old with a pistol, a third party, a new person on the scene who was in the, had the opportunity, had the motive to get into a tussle with Vincent in which the gun went off. And had and, the weapon. And Vincent was accidentally shot and produced the weapon that had been missing from the day of the accident. No matter how much we know in advance, the mystery at the heart of Van Gogh the life is simple and ultimately compelling. How did this odd-looking, mentally ill young man create images that may well last beyond what we politely call modern Western civilization? Vincent himself believed that knowing the artist made looking at the work of art more of an enriching experience. He read artist biographies constantly, and he actually says that he agrees with Zola that the man who stands behind the canvas is more important than the canvas itself. So I think it will really enrich the experience of, we hope, a lot of people to know who Vincent van Gogh was intimately as they look at what he produced. Van Gogh, the life, is a thoroughly engaging means of actually getting to know a man who was unknown to those in his life when he was painting some of the most striking works of art ever committed to canvas. For KUSP, this is Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony.